This spring, my daughter Anne, after learning that my parents would be playing the Cardinals in St. Louis during my birthday weekend, decided that she would travel from her home in Charleston, South Carolina, to take my wife Anita and me to one of the games. Since Anita and I, at our advanced age, don't travel well at night, we decided to pass on the Friday night game, which fell on my birthday, and instead made the trip to St. Louis for the Saturday afternoon game, which happily fell on April 15th, the day that baseball honors Jackie Robinson. We had such a great time that Anne wanted to do it again. When she saw that the Pirates would be making a return visit to Bush Stadium over the Labor Day weekend, she decided to take us to one of the games. Since the Friday and Saturday games were scheduled at night, and Anita and I are not getting any younger, she bought tickets for the Sunday afternoon game and made her plans to travel from Charleston. When we saw the Pirates-Cardinals game last April, my Pirates, who had lost over 100 games the last two years, were off to a surprisingly good start at 8-6. and six. The Cardinals, who last had a losing season in 2007, were stumbling a bit at 6-8. and eight. To the amazement of the baseball world, the Pirates, after defeating the Cardinals that afternoon, went on a tear and were 20-8 and eight at the end of April and in first place. The Cardinals, to the shock of the baseball world, fell into a slump after losing to the Pirates and were 10-24 and 24 after the first week in May and in last place. Some listeners and readers of Reading Baseball urged me to do a piece on baseball's version of Alice in Wonderland where the Pirates were playing like the Cardinals and the Cardinals were playing like the Pirates. But knowing my Pirates, I fully expected the team to collapse and fall into its usual losing ways. As for the Cardinals, I assumed that they'd soon reverse themselves and play their way once again into the postseason. My Pirates didn't disappoint me. They were under 500 by the All-Star break and appeared headed for another one in her game's losing season. The Cardinals, however, were still disappointing their fans by struggling under 500. But diehard Cardinal fans believed there was still time for a reversal of fortune and another expected trip to the playoffs. By the time Anne battled a hurricane, made it safely to southern Illinois, and drove us to St. Louis, both the Pirates, as expected, and the Cardinals, to no one's expectations, and Cardinals fans' despair, were headed for losing seasons. The Pirates, however, had played well enough to avoid losing 100 games for the third straight season and actually had a better record than the Cardinals, who had sunk into last place in the division behind even the Pirates. As we approached Bush Stadium, we saw, to our relief, that there were no Cardinal fans threatening to leap from the Gateway Arch or like lemmings heading into the Mississippi River. Once we got into the ballpark, we encountered thousands of Cardinal fans decked out in their regalia who seemed happy to be there and eager to watch their Redbirds, no matter what the record. Once inside Bush, we were greeted by an attendant named Lola, who, seeing our Pirates regalia, asked that we let the Cardinals win a game after two straight losses to the Pirates. And of course... Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. To our disappointment, the Cardinals beat the Pirates, but we still enjoyed being at the ballpark. And now the final hope for the Pirates is Palacios. 
driven toward left. That's well hit. Palacios back to the wall. He's got it. How fitting is that? From one Palacios to another, that ends the game. The Cardinals with a 1-2-3 night. Win it 6-4. Among the 30,000 Cardinal fans attending the game, my favorite was the father of the family sitting next to us. When he left his seat, the Pirates went ahead 1-0 on a home run. When he returned, the Cardinals went ahead 3-1. When he left again, the Pirates tied the score at 3-3. After he returned, the Cardinals went ahead 5-3. At that point, he informed his family that no matter how full his bladder or how empty their stomachs, he was not leaving his seat for the rest of the game. Now that's a true baseball fan. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.